0: Hey fam, welcome to the Still Coloring Podcast with Tony Collier. I am your host, Tony Collier, and each series we lean into the stories of women and men that uncover their brokenness and practically show us all how they've rebuilt their lives with hope and grit. Come on, come on, let's lean in. Hey fam, it's Tony, and I'm so glad you're listening in to this incredible season of the Still Coloring Podcast. We're talking about worshiping when it hurts. And I got my girl, Lauren Chandler, wife of Matt Chandler, who is also a worship leader, an incredible Bible teacher. She has a few devotionals and a sweet little kid's book called Praise Him. And in this episode, y'all, one of the things that just like, I don't know, sent some chills down my body is that she said, if all you have is a complaint, bring that to God. Come on, somebody, listen. For many of us, we have thought like, oh, I can't complain to God. I can't tell him what I'm feeling, et cetera, et cetera. But that's actually the thing that he wants the most. He doesn't want us just to be out here complaining to our friends and our boo thing and our parents about what's going on. He wants us to come to him. And sometimes when things look crazy and dark and ratchet, actually God's there waiting for us to bring all of that to him. We also talk about how to raise kids that worship too. So if you're a parent and you're like, Lord, I don't know what to tell these little whippersnappers. I think that you are going to love this episode so very much. So listen to it. Lean on in and share it with somebody when you can. Tag me on the Instagrams. I'll see you in the episode. Hey, you guys, I'm just pausing the podcast real quick because one of the things that's super important to me is that we raise up a generation. Who can hold their real big feelings, who can stare insecurity in the face and say, you do not get to run my life. And I think the only way for us to do that is to be able to look our babies in the eyes, our nieces and nephews, our small little cousins, our siblings in the eyes and tell them your feelings matter. So you may have seen this announcement already, but I just wanted to come on here and tell my podcast family that I have officially launched my very first kid's book. It's called Broken Crayon Still Color. Y'all, it's a story of a little girl named Avery, and she's processing through all these big feelings, and her little bitty crayon friends help her do it, y'all. It is beautiful. The book is intricately put together with kids in mind, but also it's practical There's guidance there for parents and caregivers and grandmamas and aunties and all the people so they can help the kids in their lives process their big feelings and live a life on the offense and not the defense. Many of us are in counseling. Many of us are in deep community trying to figure out what happened when we were kids. Why didn't we address these things early on? And so I have prayerfully Worked real hard to create something so good for your littles. There's even a color wheel in the back so that your kids could start processing how to name their feelings. It is just a real good resource. I wanna encourage you right now buy these books. Buy them for your kids. Buy them for your nieces and nephews, your little cousins and them. Buy it for kids that go to your schools. I mean, if you're a teacher, get it for your classroom. It's just a great resource. It's called Broken Crayons Still Color and you can go to tonyjcalliercom backslash crayons to pick it up or even Amazon, local bookstores, anywhere that books are sold. This cutie little book will be in there. I hope you get it. Love y'all. Well, hello, folks. It's Tony, and I am here on the Still Coloring Podcast. And I'm super excited because um, I've got Lauren Chandler on the podcast today. And Lauren and I met randomly on a farm, flapping around. Well, I was flapping around on some horses, let me just say that. She was gliding around like Pocahontas, her and her family, because they had ridden horses before, and I was flapping around. Um, and I, <laughs> But honestly, like... I, I didn't know much. I was like, oh my gosh, so kind, so sweet. I mean, just the most graceful spirit. And then we looped back at If Gathering and I saw you worship. And mm. I was like, oh, well, shoot. She's a baddie. She's so beautiful. She flopping around these horses all cute. <laughs> and she worships. I was like, come on, God, you just can't. You're just being overly generous with this one. Oh, um, but what's been exciting, Lauren, to get to know you is just to know how sincere your worship is. That's what's been really Mm. cool because I've seen you on the biggest of stages, right? Like if, and all these other great things. And I've also recently seen you in an upstairs little room on a farm with what a hundred, not even, maybe not even a hundred of us young women in ministry, singing your heart out to the King of Kings, Mm. to your father in heaven. And So to see that balance has made me excited to have you on this season of the podcast because not a lot of people get to see and experience the bigness of who God is and how he's spreading the gospel to thousands and even millions and the juxtaposition of what he does in the one. Right? right like what he does in the most intimate spaces and you have gotten to see yeah. that and so i'm excited to have you about this podcast. guys i'm excited to be here i am Thank okay you, so for Tony. the people that do not know lauren chandler yeah tell us a little bit about yourself what you're currently doing you got some yeah. really sweet amazing kids and awesome husband tell us all the things yes
1: yeah, so i've been married to matt who's a pastor in the dallas area for almost 24 years Woo. i was quite a, I was a young bride in case y'all are wondering. Yes, I was young <laughs> <Obviously>. um, <laughs> and we have three kids. In fact, my oldest, uh, she's getting married this fall, which is crazy. Um, she's beating me by a year. I got married when I was 19. She's getting married at 20. So she's still young, still young bride. Uh, our son is 17. He'll be a senior this year. And then our youngest, um, Nora is, uh, just turned 14. Yeah. And she's actually out of the country. She flew. We were down in Australia and uh, Matt's sister and her husband and their kids live in Taiwan. And so she took a nine hour flight by God. herself from Bye. Sydney to Taiwan, to Taipei. I know. I'm so, she's so like fearless. our, yeah, so fearless has always been. Anyway, well, uh, most of our kids, all of our kids are pretty fearless, but she especially, she's always up for an adventure. Um, And so we've been at uh, the Village Church in Flower Mound, Texas for over 20 years now. I've been a pastor's wife. I lead worship there. I'm a part of their transformational leadership ministry. Um, I have written books. I've written Bible studies, written songs. Um, And right now I'm, I'm actually... So uh, like my writing kind of started with a blog when my kids were real, real little and I they'd go down for a nap and I would just kind of write just about my day, just kind of mom stuff. Yeah, And I would get this feedback from other women who just connected and related. And so I, lo- I looked forward to blogging and kind of put that to the side so I could do other kinds of writing. But now I've kind of picked it up through Substack, which is kind of oh, new yes. for me, where it's like a subscribe to people's writing so it's kind of like subscribing to a blog and so i'm i'm putting energy there right now but hopefully that will amount to something else i'm not really sure what yet so that's what i'm doing right now oh i just love that
0: okay you know i I think i was going to go a different direction with this interview but i just feel the spirit of the lord just like there there's something so unique about holding space inside of our very big ministry world of all the people mm-hmm. and all the things and also like balancing being a mom and a wife mm-hmm. and honestly maybe I'm like selfishly going in this direction that's <laughs> <No>, fine <laughs> maybe it's I'll not even it God at all but like hopefully this is blesses <laughs> y'all okay this is to bless blessing so. okay yeah <laughs> but what a unique situation to be in raising littles yeah. figuring out that balance of pouring yeah. out on stage but making sure you have enough to give them to how was that journey yeah. for you? You I mean, you got three of them. So I only got two. I'm still, I'm like. Ooh. Yeah. Well,
1: you know, I probably, I didn't, I had a little bit more of a hidden time, mm-hmm. longer hidden time Let's than talk you about it have though. right now. Right. So, you know, Um, but it, it, it was bumpy, you know, because there was this instant gratification of riding or leading worship where I could feel mm-hmm. myself like being used by God and I could see him working in people versus my kids. You can't see like, a thing. But Cheetos fly it. everywhere. Okay. <laughs> and chicken nuggets <laughs> in my floorboard, you know, yeah. and and so I it was it was a good time of just, you know, it was um a storing up, I think, too. Like I the Lord was giving me outlets and I was taking advantage of those and stepping into those where I could but also making sure that my, my primary place was with my kids. And that didn't mean it was always with them at all times. Yeah. You know, I had friends, I had young women that would help me, um, I, that I would just kind of bring into my life and also try to love on them as they loved on my kids. And, um, and so it was just kind of taking a day at a time. Uh, asking the Lord for a lot of grace a lot of wisdom and then giving myself a lot of grace too and realizing as Matt and I are like the most important people in our kids lives we aren't the only people to be in their lives that that there are some sweet people that um, there's a young woman named Mary Elizabeth that my kids, loved yeah. and she loved them and they just have so many good memories with her um and they she wouldn't ever mom they knew that but um so that was helpful but yeah just just That's trying fair. to take it a day at a time yep. having grace for myself making space for my kids um but also not buying into this either or thing Ooh, where it's like on. you Talk either have it. to like stay at home and for you know however many years, 18 years or 20 something years. And then you can use your gifts out, out here. It was more, okay, I'm just going to be faithful with what God puts in front of me. I don't want to go pursuing something at the expense of my kids, but I also don't want to not pursue something that um, maybe it it will provide opportunities to still love my kids. Like it it just, is. there's no like right or wrong way um, as far as that goes, there's just kind of, what is God calling you to? What has he given you, um, the bandwidth for, and also having my husband be someone that's a good check for me. And then also, who's also, he was also like, babe, go do this. I will help here. So you can have this time to do this because I believe in you and I believe how God's gifted you and that it's not meant to just stay in the home, but it's, supposed to like go out oh, and not that. just be only in the home but beyond the home too yeah so hopefully that
0: helps no one of the things I love that you said that I think is very tricky and I think I battle with this myself uh, too like it's this either or mentality right mm-hmm. like I I Definitely. know that like in the moments when I'm like six days at home let's just say and I'm on the couch and I've worn the same outfit for three days okay, <laughs> okay I got two outfits six days okay yeah um but where I'm just tending to my kids, it's almost like I've decided that it isn't about either or. It's about, I love what you said, yeah. it's about just embracing what God's put in front of you for that moment. And I think yeah. that's been that's been helpful for me in this season yeah. where I'm on the road and I'm preaching and I'm flying to Texas to do yeah. podcast And then yeah. I go home and I'm just wiping up. Pataya. yeah okay okay (laughs) and i'm just trying to make sure that the ravioli at least half of it gets in a mouth and not on the floor and it's so weird because i keep feeling this pull and i keep asking the lord like well should i just be home then like Mm, and he's like well i've got mm -hmm. this for you and i feel like society really does make us feel like we have to choose and i just wonder lauren like How do you how do you give yourself grace for that? How do you make sure that you don't slip into what the world is Mm -hmm. painted as the model and Mm -hmm. instead maybe embrace the way by being connected to the way maker, as our friend Ann says, you know, how do you do that?
1: I think it requires um, tending the relationship with Jesus. Like it requires me listening to him Mm -hmm. and, you know, so being in the word being in communication with him, yeah. having private worship with him, yep. having corporate worship in a body, you know, and being in a body of believers. Yeah. Um, so being a pastor's wife, I'm like, yes, that is important to be in community. But more than anything, it is being tethered to Jesus and like not not looking. You can look over here and you can glean wisdom and you can observe how someone else doesn't say, oh, I'm, I'm going to take notes there, but Jesus, what do you have for me? Like, is this what you have for me? Or is it kind of like that, but not exactly. And what I need to do is lean into you and ask you. Um, And I think, you know, always important to have counsel, wise counsel and advisors to bounce things off of, but also you have Christ in you. You have the Holy Spirit. If you're in Christ, he is in you. You have the Holy Spirit. You have the word of God that you can lean into and say, it's not about a formula. It's not about like a roadmap, even if that's how they've done it. That's how I've got to do it. It's like, you are so creative. You're going to do it differently for each one of us uh, because my kids are not that person's kids. So what they need is not what these kids need. My husband's different. What God's called us together to is different. And so really just it really requires cultivating that intimacy with Jesus and receiving the grace there and, and realizing, okay, I'm not getting a report card at the end of this, you know, that oh, that's I good. just have to trust you and trust you with my kids. And um probably one of my favorite voices in this area um, has been like, the wild at heart team John Eldridge and some oh others Oh my
0: gosh, Captivating so like, was one of my favorite books. Yes. Yeah. Yes,
1: yes that's so, so good. I love that they they always come back to that. You know, um, and and there there is such grace there. Um, so that that's how I navigate that space.
0: Yeah, I really love that because well, I think we all know generically, like it's so easy to listen to what the world is saying. It's so easy to follow what people are doing mm-hmm. and I want to be like them. Oh and, you know, I feel like yes. we it's like, okay, we got it, y'all. Okay, obviously. Yeah. Hope well, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully we understand now. I it is know. so easy to drift into yeah. a model of what the what the world has taught us. And I think mm-hmm. it is obviously so difficult to hear the voice of God in the midst of all that chaos, but there has to be intentionality around quieting yourself, your surroundings enough. And I think that obviously comes with like turning off social media sometimes and not peering over and looking to our left and right. I mean, I think the enemy is like, I don't know, he's got like comparison trap 101 popping. He's like that, that's like in his little arsenal, honey. He's he's like, oh, I'm going to sprinkle a little comparison over here. Yes,
1: I think he does it, especially with those with very similar callings and giftings. I think he especially loves to do it that way Mm. um, because then he distracts you even further because you're just similar enough, you know, um, that it's either one, hard for you to cheer for them because it feels like it takes from you or two, you compare so closely that you just get bogged down. Yeah, and then it's like, doesn't it make sense for
0: me to do this? Like, it makes sense because I I can see it. Right. He's so tricky and ratchet. That's what I feel about He that, is though. ratchet. Fam, <laughs> can, can we get a little honest here for a second? am I the only person that struggles to remember scripture? I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I have that one scripture that I'm holding on to that I will never forget forever. Second Corinthians chapter 12, verse nine. But those other ones, listen, child, they are hard to memorize. And here's the truth about scripture. Words have power. We know that. What we say to ourselves, what we put in our heads, those are the things that we end up believing about who we are, what our purpose is. And Honestly, whether we're going to make it out of the valleys. So we're talking this season about worshiping when it hurts and the God of the valleys who does not leave us or forsake us. But if we don't know the words of God, the words that he left us, man, listen, we can believe some crazy things that maybe we won't make it out, that maybe he's not a good God. So I've got something special for you, fam. I partnered with a company this season called Dwell Differently. They are incredible and they're doing one thing really well. They're helping us memorize the Bible one verse at a time every single month. Now, if you know anything about me, you know I love receiving things in the mail. When you sign up for your monthly membership, y'all, you get this cute little mailbox kit. It's so good. It has temporary tattoos or stickers, a keychain, and a print. Y'all, they even have jewelry. Listen, this is powerful. And we're not talking about a smiley face tattoo or a heart tattoo, these tattoos are gonna help you remember scripture. It's really, really good. And I want to encourage you right now, head on over, check them out, DwellDifferently.com. You'll be amazed at how God can use just one Bible verse to change everything for you. And y'all know I got a code for you. You know, use the code Tony for your first month free. You heard that right. DwellDifferently.com. Use the code Tony whole month for the free. Okay, so we're in this series right now called Worshiping When yeah. It Hurts. And I just, yeah. I right now, my I have an eight-year-old daughter, and sis is asking all the questions uh, about God right yeah. now. Like, it is, that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. She's like, okay, but what does he sound like, though? Because you said that I could hear his voice, and I just need to make sure. I'm like, she's like, is it, like, small like a woman? Is it, like, like like, like, a, like a man? I'm like, yeah. oh, that's a great question, my girl. And, you know, it's funny because I feel like the best moments where I teach my daughter about the worship and adoration mm. of God is when she's in pain. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's so difficult for me to answer a random question on mommy-daughter date night when she's just in the car asking billions yeah. of things. But when she's fallen off of her hoverboard, yes. it's al- I don't know why. It's almost like I have the words to tell her. It's going to be mm-hmm. okay. Like, I'm with mm-hmm. you. God's with you. Yeah. He's going to heal that little boo-boo on your knee. That's right, and I just I wonder, Lauren, how you have been able to cultivate a spirit and a posture of worship in your kids. Like, are there some practices that you and Matt had as these babies mm-hmm. were growing up to keep worship in the house? I don't know if it was playing it, you know, in the mornings yeah. or just yeah. from what you do and what you exude. Like, were there any things that you guys did?
1: Um, I would say the the closest, like, con- most consistent thing we've done is. Yeah, we ha- usually have worship playing in the mornings. Matt usually has his mix going <laughs> when, when everybody gets up.
0: His Mavericks, he got a little um, Maverick
1: City. got a little yeah, bit of does, I know he's got a dabble. Maverick City, you know, <gasps> you know him. I love that. Um, and then, you know, it was real important for us to worship together as a family and go to church. And, um, and then a lot of times my kids would come with me to rehearsal. You know, there were times I had like a little... Car seat carrier that I'd taken, you know, so they were kind of used to that. And, um, and yeah, just hopefully, they hopefully they saw it most by just our example and how when we would go through hard things that we would cling to him and that they would see not just us but the people around us. Um, and then we do a thing around our table called low highs and where everybody. uh, a meal usually at dinner um, you know the kids will share their low of the day and their high of the day and we get to kind of enter into kind of what made them sad or what brought them joy and and make that a normal thing that we do that we can talk on a heart level and sometimes we just listen you know sometimes we ask questions sometimes we encourage them you know with you know, just how God might see them. Um, So, but I think more than anything, I hope is is them just watching our lives Yeah. and how, I mean, honestly, our entire lives are centered around the worship of God and that Matt's a pastor and then I'm a worship leader. And so it, you know, I think it's interesting. So kind of how we might incorporate it might be different than a family that, is in a ministry family. Yeah. Um, because I think with our kids, they get it in so many different places. Uh, we might be a little bit more quiet about it at home. And it's a little bit more subtle. Do you know what I'm saying? That's, so oh, yes, we're going to listen to worship. Yeah. Because I feel like for them, it is just, it's, is what mom and dad do. This is their thing. It's, you know, and, and they might have a hard time figuring out where they fit into it. And we've tried to communicate them. So this might be more for ministry families. Hey, we love you. And God has called your dad and me to this ministry. Y'all didn't get to choose this, you know. You're born our kid, so God thought that the, he had some idea about it. But we just want you We want you to love God. You don't have to love ministry. We want you to love God. Yeah. Um, and so we've communicated that, if that makes sense. We've communicated having a relationship with them that they know our heart for them more than anything is for them to know God.
0: Well, I think what's what's it's a couple things that I'm pulling out of what you said. Number one, I I think for our kids, us in ministry and even for parents that aren't like, I, I really want my kid to have a faith of her very own right? And I I don't think that comes with us pushing, you know, Jesus agendas down the throat. I think it comes shoulder to shoulder. I think it comes in those moments where we're at the dinner table and we're saying, what are your highs and lows? And what's God's voice in that? What are you afraid of? And what's God saying to that, you know? And that's right. I think it's in the carpool lines and talking about what you're anxious about with school today and asking open-ended questions and it, what I hear you saying really is it is truly about being Jesus for them. You know, fr- yeah. I, I'm like quoting all the Ann Voskamp things today. I love but like, Ann. right? Yes. I know we love Ann so much. But being Jesus with skin on for our kids. That's right. Like I think That's right. it's that. It's the shoulder to shoulder. And it is it is like, I know my daughter's looking at what I do, what my response is when I get scared, when I get nervous, yeah. when I get overwhelmed. Right. And I have started this new thing in our house where Like I get, I, I have, I battle with anxiety. And so when we're going somewhere, I'm, I don't know, I just start getting fidgety and I'm like, do I have everything? Do I have everything? And I've started this thing where I just say, God's got it. God's going to do it. God's got it. He's got it. He's good to go. And I was dropping my kid off to camp at Pine Cove this week. And, um, I forgot what I said. I was like, oh, I forgot your something. And she's like, oh mom, it's okay. God's got it. It got God. I so love You it. know, and it's, I yeah, didn't teach her that. She I didn't it. tell her. She absorbed her. it. That's she absorbed right. it. And I think that's the most important thing that we can do for our kids is to live it okay. and to model it and to be it and exude it. And then they'll, ex- yeah. they'll absorb it. Um, okay. okay, I want to talk about your kid's book because we got it in the mail and Dylan was like, I'm gonna go read this right now. And she's like, done, mom. <laughs> she my my kid is a book nerd. I love it so very much. She loves what? books. And she was yeah. like, This is for me. Someone sent this for me. I was like, Well, Miss Lauren actually sent this for me, but it's I can understand. <laughs> she's, she's it's like, for y'all yeah, too. It's for me. Um, <laughs> but one of the things that um that I read about the book was like you saying we need only simple words to praise God. Okay. That, you know, God is with us continually whether our day is dark or bright, and that we need only simple, heartfelt words to praise him. And That's right. I'm not going to lie to you, Lauren. I'll be in situations where <laughs> people be like, Tony, can you pray? And I'm like, I'm about to crush mm-hmm. it. I, <laughs> I am about to, I'm going to weave some scripture up in this thing. That's right. <laughs> and I think it's, it's come from... Probably some kind of deep little performer's heart that I got popping, oh, yeah. wanting oh, yeah. to show up, wanting to have the best it. prayer, you know. Oh, and I yeah, was, I do. you know, and I and I was having this conversation with my best friend, and she called me. She's just going through something real hard. From she my best friend from college, and she said, "Hey, can you pray for me?" And there was just mm-hmm. something that prompted in my spirit to tell her, "I just want you to know that you could pray for yourself." Like I'm That's not right. saying I won't, sis. I got you. You know That's what I'm right. saying? But you, but you have the same access right because right. she called me specifically she was like i just need you to pray about these i need you to talk to god about this and i was like well you know sis, mm-hmm. you can too and she's like yeah i know but i don't have like those fancy words that mm-hmm. you have and i don't know all the scriptures and stuff and i think that you are giving freedom to people by saying it is yeah. genuinely not about that can you right. talk about yeah. what it means to only need simple words to talk to our father
1: yeah. I mean, I think Jesus says, you know, that we're to come to him like little children, like we were to come to the father, like little children, and they don't have a big vocabulary. <laughs> and so like what, what he wants is hearts that are open and vulnerable to him. And in whatever way that comes out of your mouth, you know, let it be. I, I see so many times in scripture, like, Um, Psalm 62, just the other day I was reading says, trust in him at all times O people pour out your heart before him. And so whatever's in your heart, pouring it out before him. I think about Hannah, when she was praying for a son who the Lord would eventually give her Samuel, who became, you know, um, a judge and a priest. And anyway, you know, that she literally poured out her heart and she poured it out in a way that the the priest thought she was drunk, you know, so Sis I mean not if she crying, can pray that right that's right if if she can pray like that, you know, um and the Lord heard her prayer and answered her prayer, you know, we can do that with just whatever we have, you know, and um it doesn't take flowery words. if anything, um we we see where Jesus says, you know, don't pray to be heard. Don't no. pray like the Pharisees. You okay. know, they've yeah. gotten their reward. Yeah, don't be prayed. Don't pray to be heard by other people, but pray to be heard by God. And He doesn't need the flowery words. Um, He wants your heart. And so whatever that is, whatever is on your heart, I know. Um, it's been really interesting. My dad hopefully doesn't mind that I share this. Love, <laughs> me, dad. My dad has been. Um, he's always been really anxious to pray in front of people. It's just, you know, it's like, oh, I just don't sound right, blah, blah, blah. And um, he read a book recently on prayer that just, it wasn't like how to pray more effectively or yeah. how to pray, you know, in a <gasps> way that sounds books. fancy. Mm-hmm. It was like, just pray. Like, because God loves you and he wants to hear from you and he wants to share some things with you. And so um, he started reading that and spending just, some time in the morning and even just him blessing the food the other night. I was oh, that like, makes me all okay. teary. His, his words didn't change a ton, but it was like, you sounded comfortable. Like, oh, oh, this isn't the first time I've been coming to the Lord today. Like I've been talking. he and I know each other. We you are know? Koreans. Yes. And so I think it's more about that. They're like going back to the relationship. Wow. Um, and so just, yeah. And, and he already knows what's on your heart. He already knows what's going on. He just wants you to let him into it,
0: Lauren. That made me so teary about your dad. I don't know why. I think it's because I love my daddy so much, yeah. and my dad is country, honey. And he be praying, <laughs> "Oh Jesus," because the difference is my dad ain't afraid to pray. Okay, so he gonna pray a lot, and he about to butcher all the words. He, he oh, <laughs> just country hunting. But just his heart's, hunting. heart's there. But his heart is there. Yeah. And that's why it makes me all wee because I'm like, he don't care. Yeah. He, he's saying he making up all kind of words right now. <laughs> but he <laughs> loves the Lord, right? And I just I love it. There's even something about it that makes God so much bigger, so much yeah. kinder and not big in the okay. intimidating way, but just like, oh, the kindness of God that he's just like, that's I don't right. care what you sound like. I don't care what you, I don't care what Mm -mm. degrees you got. I genuinely care about you and I want you to bring it all. Oh, I love that so much. All right, fam. I'm about to let y'all in on a little secret. Maybe it's like a family secret, but when Sam and I first got married, I remember I was so nervous about cooking and being a wife and figuring this whole thing out with him because he was such an amazing guy. And he goes to me, hey, if you don't want to cook, like you don't have to cook. I said, hold on real quick. Let me just let me get my phone out and record you so that you can um have some proof that this actually went down. And it's crazy because for the first years of our marriage, I really didn't cook. But then with the kids, Dylan, our daughter and our sweet little boy, Sammy, like there was something in me that just missed being in the kitchen. But the truth is I travel and I speak and I got tons going on and I'd be trying to buy groceries and then everything goes bad because we're gone. And it's just it's it's been hard, but I didn't give up on it. And I'm so excited, y'all, because I discovered this brand called Prep Dish. And it's so cool because what they do is they send an email to you every Friday with an organized grocery list and even instructions, y'all, on how to prep the meals for like the following week based on the meal plan that I choose. So I go to the grocery store with a game plan. I know exactly what I'm going to get. I do things like chop and make marinades ahead of town. I mean, I'm like a whole chef, okay? Let me just tell you that. But then I only take like one hour a week to prep them and all of the meals for the whole week are already put together. And so all I have to do is just cook them. And let me just tell you this right now. My family was tired of Taco Tuesdays every single week and hamburgers and spaghetti because those were the top three things and the only things that I cooked for them. But now, honey, oh, I am a whole chef. Okay, so here's what's kind of cool. The founder of PrepDish, Allison, is offering the Still Coloring Podcast listeners, that is you, a free two-week trial just to test it out. All you need to do is go to PrepDish.com slash Tony, T-O-N-I, for this incredible deal, you guys. Again, that's PrepDish.com backslash Tony for your first two weeks free. Now, when your family is excited because you have turned into a chef, I want you to take some pictures of your meals. Tag me in them. Let me see what you cooked. I'll do the same. And I hope you have a whole bunch of fun cooking because I know I am. Okay, last question. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were sitting at a coffee table with okay. a person who's like, Lauren, I, I really like God. I love him, but I am yeah. in a valley. Like I just yeah. It is really difficult for me to worship him, to pray to him right yeah. now. Like it just yeah. hurts. What would you say, T? Yeah. That? I would say that's okay.
1: I would say it is okay that you're there. You are not the first person in history who has felt that way. You're not the first person in the like you look at the Bible, it is all over the place. This wilderness season that that God either meets people in or he leads them into. And um, that he, I would remind them that he is with you, even if it doesn't feel like it, he is with you. And, um, And I think it's an honest place to start to say, I don't feel like worshiping him right now. I don't feel he's close. I'm having a hard time. Part of me just doesn't even want to. I think that's a great place to start to at least just confess it. Um, Another, like I've been in the 60s Psalms and uh, I I hadn't seen this before. Psalm 64, he says, hear my voice, O God, in my complaint. And so Mm -hmm. the Lord Lord had an issue with the people in the wilderness who complained to each other, but did not complain to to him. Yep. His issue was not that they complained, but that where they took that complaint. And so I think even for you, if you are in the midst of a hard season, you just don't feel it. Even if what you have is a complaint, then you bring it to him and you be honest. You see that with Job, you know, that he he doesn't rebuke, you know, him for just having that complaint. You know, he he invites him to talk about it. You know, um, and that I would say it's not gonna last forever. There will be an end to this. And if still put yourself in, you know, keep going to church if if you're in a church, and if you have to sit during worship and you just listen, you do that. If all you can do is just stand there and let let it just kind of wash over you, do it. I feel like there's sometimes um, when I'm leading worship, um, I will kind of. I used to lead worship at our recovery ministry. It was my favorite place to oh, lead worship okay. because yeah. people are real there. They're, they're hungry. Like, honey. Listen, they're like, I'm they gonna be who they are. Yes. <laughs> and I remember there be times where I'm like, "Hey, the song, the words of this song that I'm about to sing might not feel like reality for you, and I understand that. So, either let me sing them on behalf on your behalf." Or sing them in faith, asking the Lord to catch your heart up to your mouth. You know, and so just like asking Him to help you and meet you right where you are. It's okay to to feel the way you're feeling. It it won't be forever. Um, to be honest with Him. To I mean, we see David brings his complaint. David pours out his heart. Hannah poured out her heart. Um, that to be real with Him, and then. Ask him, like, ask him for the desire to want him, you know, and to want to to move towards him, and to want to hear from him. Ask him, just even for the desire, you know. So, um, yeah, that's what I would encourage someone who's just in a hard season and and in worship. Just like you look at the words and you're like, I don't know if I can sing that.
0: Great, that's a God. good place to start. And then ask the Lord. Yeah. You had to step in. Oh, I just love that. I do. I feel like we need to give Christians, believers, those of us that are just chasing after God, those of us that have been through valleys, like just permission to just be where they are and not think that we serve this God that's like at the end of the tunnel saying, well, once you get happy again and once you get all cleaned up, I'll be at the end. But really, we serve a God who's lighting up the way. He's like in the valleys with us saying, I'll hold you this time. I'll I'll I'll, I'll take a silent worship oh it makes me all weepy I don't want to cry okay (laughs) um thank you so much Lauren I really appreciate it I'm gonna ask one more thing of you if you can yeah can you pray for us I would love that okay
1: father thank you that you are a good and loving father that you um towards us you are arms open wide um, that you are not stiff arming us. You are not just waiting for us to just pull it together before you come near us, but that you run towards us with your arms open wide, ready to embrace us however we're coming to you. So Lord, I pray for those who are listening right now, that are in the midst of a wilderness, that are struggling, that that praise and worship just sounds like the last thing they want to do. Um, Lord, would you just be so near to their hearts? Would you give them a sense of your nearness? Um, and just would you wrap them up with your arms um, of love and tenderness and grace and just kind of fatherly affection? Um Would you remove any accusation or shame or condemnation from the enemy who would want to um, just accuse them and and say, how dare you feel this way because God has been so good to you? Um, How dare you? Um, Lord, would you remove that reproach from them? Um, And Lord, would you you, um, woo them into your presence? Lord, would you soften their hearts? Would you give their hearts healing? Would you give them their thirst back? And what would they thirst for you? Um, Lord, I thank you that you do not require flowery words to praise you or to pray to you, that you take us as we are. You know what we're going to pray before a word is on our tongue. Um, you are so good. And what you want is a relationship. Thank you that all the what do I need to do here and how does this look and how do I lead my kids and what is worship look like and all that can be boiled down to knowing you and, and seeking to hear your voice. So, Lord, I pray for those listening that you would um, speak clearly to them of your love towards them and how what you want above everything is a relationship with them. You want um, to know them and for them to know you, um, yeah, you are so good. We love you and we pray this in the powerful and wonderful name of Jesus. Yes, God. Amen.
0: Amen, Lauren. You just like woo me. You woo me. You, the Holy <laughs> Spirit through you woos me. Oh, thanks, I feel like I'm me. just like. I don't even know. Got the holy <laughs> tingle or something.
1: Well, I I thank it. you,
0: Lauren, for being here. I really do appreciate yes, it. Yeah, thanks and for it's having so me. so good. Uh, it's an honor. <laughs> Yay! Okay, thank you all. Hey fam! I just wanted to thank you so much for listening to the Still Coloring podcast. It's produced by me, your host Tony Collier, and edited by Robert Elkins. The music is by my sweet husband Sam Collier, lead pastor of Story Church. The artwork, all of the graphics, and beautiful things you see marketing the podcast are by my good friend Natalie Maxi of Nueva Creative. The show note illustrations, which you have to download on my site, are by Emily Mills of Sketch Academy, and if you love listening to the podcast let me just tell you right now you're gonna really love watching the episodes head on over to my youtube channel at tony j collier and check out the full episodes from top to bottom edited by my good friend kendall patterson of lovely house media and i want to remind you of this you can heal and find hope and grit right in the middle of your valley love you